Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Ridiculous History is a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome back to the show, Ridiculous Historians. Thank you, as always, so much for tuning in. Previously on Ridiculous History, we dove into the story of Robert Smalls. If you haven't heard part one yet, please, please, please pause. Stop what you're doing now and listen to part one. Perfect. I'm Ben. That's our super producer, Max Williams. Who's this? Who's this guy? Who, me? Uh, it's me, Noel. And I don't know, man. Let's just dispense with the preamble, get right to the heist. So he knows he's got to have these flags up, right? He raises the Confederate flag, the Palmetto flag. They go toward the open ocean. They get to the first checkpoint around a little before 3.30 in the morning place called Fort Johnson. And this is where the rubber really hits the road. So he, he doesn't know if they'll get caught. This isn't a scheduled run, right? So he, he sounds a signal on the steam whistle and they just surprise, surprise, wave him through. So they go deeper into the Harbor. It looks like this plan may actually work and they're getting to Fort Sumter. And, uh, he is, Smalls is playing back in his mind the many times that they have made runs like this before, right? Just act normal. Also, this captain's hat is not just a symbolic thing. It's something that maybe the the watchman can see, right? As the ship oh, a million passes percent. by. Yeah. yeah, it was it was total subterfuge. I mean, that was what they were hoping is to pass on through, 
without anything seeming amiss. So he tried to, you know, maintain, he had seen, he had been through these checkpoints many, many times. He knew what the protocols were. He knew how the captain carried himself. So he tried to carry himself the same way. He stood there on the deck with his arms crossed and pulled the hat down over his face a little bit, but not in a suspicious way. It was also nighttime, obviously. And they're not passing directly by these folks that are, you know, manning the checkpoints. At 4.15 a.m., as Per the protocols, the planter blew its steam whistle. Uh, And according to a report, a lot of the information we have about this comes from this naval report. The Committee on Naval Affairs said the signal was blown as coolly as if General Ripley, uh, who is at the time the commander of Charleston's uh, greater defenses, was on board. The guard at Fort Sumter sounded their signal in return. And they were off. They passed the checkpoint without any incidents. Yes, yeah, and they ended up successfully passing five different Confederate gun batteries. So later, the Confederate forces and members of the Confederate Army would argue that this worked because the planter was known as a guard vessel as well as a supply ship. So. They it was wouldn't. a gunship, right? I mean, it had like, you know, it had on board, it had that on ammunition, but it also had yeah. guns mounted on the yeah. mm-hmm. and, yep, and, and a pivot gun. So they were doing everything right. And once they got out of rebel gun range, an alarm went off because the planter was clearly deviating from the known routes. It was heading directly for the Union blockade. And at this point, at this point, the, the next few events are key and history hinges on some very small decisions and they're very time sensitive. Smalls immediately orders the crew to take down that rebel flag, take down the Palmetto flag, and then instead hoist up a white bedsheet that his wife, Hannah, has brought on board. And they're still in, it's still like not daylight right these are the wee hours and so there's this confederate ship coming like assume the perspective of the union sailors there's a union ship called the uss onward and they see this confederate supply slash gun vessel just bearing down on them they can't see the surrender flag because the sun's not quite up yet and they almost fire on the planter until thank goodness Someone aboard the Onward says, hey, I see something It looks like a white flag. Right. Thank God. Um, so the command was rescinded and the tension on the planter was palpable. And they, I guess, were close enough at this point that they could tell that uh, they were no longer being seen as a threat. Um, the planter got to the blockade, small step forward. And in that also that cinematic moment, beautiful whips off his hat and says, good morning, sir. I've brought you some of the old United States guns. Boom. Amazing. Mic drop. Incredible. And the, uh, the onward or someone had a stars and stripes flag. And so they hoist that up. And now they are a treasure trove for the Union forces. Yes, the guns uh, are, are going to help the war effort. Yes, to the ammunition. But perhaps more importantly, the knowledge that this ship and Robert Smalls brings to the Union. Now they know shipping routes. Now they know locations where mines have been planted. They know the schedule upon which Confederate ships base their docking and their departures. So 
People had tried this before. They tried a version of this. There were enslaved people who had tried to reach the Union fleets by rowing out in canoes. But no one, absolutely no one, had ever taken a Confederate vessel of this size and turned it over to the Union. Nobody had ever showed up with just this many guns. And and we're like, here, let me give you some guns. So this guy quickly, right, becomes a hero, especially in the Union. And folks are gushing about him. One Navy admiral, S.F. DuPont, said Robert Smalls is superior to any who have come into our lines. And the New York Daily Tribune has a great description of this, too. That's right. If each one of the generals in our army had displayed as much coolness and courage as Smalls did when he saluted the rebel flag and steamed past the rebel fort, by this time, the rebellion would have been among the things that were past. Lovely. So, so a lot of words to say a little thing, uh, but that was you know, of, of the time. I got to say to you, Ben, it feels like it's a common theme among racists to underestimate people from other, oh, yeah. of other races, you know, and that's a huge thing. And it's a huge thing that caused them to get their hats handed to them, literally, or taken from them. I don't know. Point is, you never underestimate the enemy. And they got a little too cozy. And they thought that they just had these folks under their thumb. When all the while, they possessed intellect. They possessed the ability to listen and learn and to um, come up with this incredible plan that required so much courage and just logistical, you know, planning, you know, And, and the ability to see an opening and take it. All the while, all these idiot Confederates thought they could just, you know, have a good old night on the town and that, that you know, their underlings, who they thought were lesser than them, would just mm-hmm. do what they were supposed to do and just mind the shop. It's so ridiculous. Yeah, this is this is an interesting dichotomy because he said uh, Smalls is rightly hailed as a hero in Union territory. Not so surprisingly, in Confederate territory, oh, no. <laughs> they're very much more like, you're killing me, Smalls. And they're uh, they're placing bounties on this guy, like a $4,000 bounty, uh, just Ooh. for perspective. God, uh, can we inflation calculator boop that one? Just for the perspective, that's, uh, that's almost $67,000 today. Uh, significantly more than he was trying to save to free his family. And that captain, former captain of the planter, does finally get court-martialed. He is sentenced to three months in prison. I think this later gets overturned, but the Confederate brass was honestly, they were honestly bewildered and confused because, you know, racism is a lack of critical thinking, so they couldn't understand that people you know, wouldn't want to be enslaved. That seems to be the the part that they couldn't understand. And they even hatched this conspiracy theory that was short-lived, because we're, we're talking about racism, but how racist is this? Uh, one guy, F.G. Ravenel, concluded that two white men and a white woman must have conspired to make it happen, to make the escape happen, because in his mind, there was no way that people could have pulled this off on their own. So, oddly enough, his conspiracy theory is easily disproved. There's no record of any white passengers on the planter this time. Smalls and the planter's crew had acted 
alone. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This episode of Ridiculous History is brought to you by Mint Mobile. You know, Ben, I got to say, one of the best parts of a spring cleaning is that post-clean clarity you get where you're like, man, how have I been living like this? What's wrong with me? <laughs> you're right, Noel. It's, it's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for 15 bucks a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash ridiculous. That's mintmobile.com slash ridiculous. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash ridiculous. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. And now he is, again, we said hailed as a hero. On May 30th, 1862, the U.S. Congress passes a bill authorizing the Navy to award Smalls and his crew half of the value of the planter in return for rescuing her from enemies of the government. So he gets $1,500 just personally. Uh, and then he is able to, I love these stories, Noel, he's able to buy his former owner's house. That's right, because at this point, it's sort of moot, the notion of him having to, you know, buy his freedom. I mean, he he won his freedom by sheer bravery um, and, you know, absolutely rightfully was looked at as a hero. Because like you said, Ben, he provided so much tactical information that they never would have gotten otherwise and absolutely helped the war effort uh, in, in the union's favor. And it, and it was after the war ended that he was able to buy uh, his former owner's house in Beaufort um, yes. off of the tax rolls. It would have been, I guess, the equivalent of what, like a repossession or something like that, like buying a house in the steps of the courthouse. Yeah, yeah, I think that's yeah, I think that's a, a good modern comparison. He also was underpaid. 
by the way. Uh, later historians would find out. Uh, one thing that was really important that he got was something you couldn't put a price on. He had direct audiences with President Abraham Lincoln, like uh, in a couple of different meetings. And in one of these meetings, Frederick Douglass joined the conversation. And Douglass is, is essentially saying to Lincoln, look, you have got to let African-Americans join the military. Uh, this is also coming to us from the Mental Floss article. And he says, furthermore, you should have this guy, Robert Smalls, lead the cause. And Smalls is on board. So he joins the U.S. Navy. And he personally recruits around 5,000 soldiers to the war effort. Uh, and it's a strong case to make, you know, to say we are literally fighting for freedom. Not to mention, this is again, this is still during the Civil War. You know, we we, we fast forwarded a little bit to when he bought, when the, he house, bought the house, but there is quite a bit of conflict left. And now Smalls is occupying a strategic position, you know, in the U.S. Navy where he is using some of those uh, things that he learned when he was listening, you know, and uh, being underestimated in Charleston for the benefit of the Union. And he also recruits around 5,000 African-American soldiers. Then in October of 1862, he uh, actually goes back to the planter and pilots it officially as part of Admiral DuPont's South Atlantic Blockading Squadron. Um, and according to that same 1883 Naval Affairs Committee report, Smalls engaged in no less than 17 military operations, including a very um, important strategic one on April 7th of 1863, um, the attack on Fort Sumter and another attack on Folly Island Creek, South Carolina, a few months later, where he, so he was the pilot. He wasn't the commander, just, just to get the military term straight. Before, he was the wheelman to the pilot. Now he is the pilot to the commander. Uh, but when they're getting pinned down with some, what was described in that report as very hot fire, the mm -hmm. white man who was the captain of the ship uh, apparently turned tail and hid in the coal bunker, and Smalls had to take over. Um, and he, you know, won the day essentially. And then the, the ship was steered to safety. Um, <laughs> it's not a good look for the captain. At the well, time. yeah. I mean, at, at this point, even like clearly the union is still, uh, pretty racist itself. Right. But at this point, even the union brass is like, okay, this guy has pretty much been the captain of this ship. Like the whole time, right? He's we can just say that, and so totally. they say, let's make it official. So he gets promoted to the rank of navy captain, and he becomes one of the highest paid black soldiers of the Civil War, uh, because he is earning from 1863 on onward. He's earning about a hundred and fifty dollars a month. That's nothing to sneeze at, and he's not. By the way, he's not resting on his laurels when he's not out on the sea. Instead. When he is not actively working as a Navy captain, he is fighting for civil rights. And we see stuff about this in the historical record. Uh, the next year, in December of 1864, he gets booted out of a streetcar in Philadelphia because it's supposed to be a white people-only streetcar. And so he says, you know what? You messed with the wrong guy. Yep. We're going to protest the segregation of public transit. We're going to organize and we're going to use the power of the people to make sure that public transit is actually for, you know, 
members of the public. Three years later, uh, those streetcars got integrated. That's right. And when the war did finally come to an end in April of 1865, uh, there was a ceremony that took place on board the planter in the Charleston Harbor where Smalls was in attendance. So full circle there. Uh, pretty incredible story uh, of a not a heist for the purposes of, you know, personal gain or wealth, but one with uh, with heart, you know, and with a uh, absolutely justified goal. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a heist based in morality and emancipation. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah, this is so Small's life doesn't end when the war ends. So he returns to Beaufort, South Carolina. And this is when he purchases that old house he grew up in uh, because it had been seized by Union authorities. His former owners, the McKee family, try to sue for it, but he puts together testimony uh, and he wins the he wins the lawsuit. He establishes a local school board. It's one of the first schools for black children in this part of the country. He opens a general store. Uh, he in 1868 he successfully runs for a seat in the South Carolina House of Representatives, and then he runs for the state senate two years later. He starts a newspaper. We're just listing things off at this point. This is how much stuff the guy's doing. 1872 he starts the Southern Standard, and then he runs for U.S. Congress uh, just like two years later. Yeah, talk about a landslide. He won eighty percent of the vote uh, and served five non-consecutive terms, uh, where he pushed for uh, desegregation legislation in the military and restaurants um, from his post in Washington D.C. And he was a huge force within the military itself. He successfully pushed for it and led to the opening of the South Carolina Marine Base at Paris Island, which is also a very important strategic uh, location. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snag a job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Unfortunately, he was some, uh, the target of some accusations of uh, corruption. Um, he was accused by partisan forces uh, of taking a $5,000 bribe when he was in the state Senate. And in 1877, he was convicted of that and served three years in prison. Um, he was released after an appeal and in 1879, he was pardoned by the governor. But stuff like that's hard to, you know, wash away, even if it was, which it seems like it was to me, likely a smear campaign. Yeah, yeah. And he was sentenced, but it was he appealed to that. So uh, he didn't end up serving the full time. And it, it speaks volumes that the governor pardoned him. Unfortunately, Hannah passes away in 1883. Later in 1890, Smalls remarries. He works. Uh, as a collector for U.S. Customs from about 1889 to the early 1900s, 1911. Uh, he's still active in politics. Uh, there is one strange moment that occurs toward the end of, end of this story. Miss McKee, from all those years ago, is still alive, and in later in her years, she suffers from dementia. And if you've ever encountered someone who is, you know, who, who is afflicted by this, you understand that they can feel out of time, out of place, they can forget things. And according to, uh, according to one story, she would wander into his house more than once because it's the house she used to live at and she would think it was still her house. And so instead of kicking her out on the street, he would often invite her inside until, you know, someone could come help her which I think says powerful things, you know. And in 1915, Robert Smalls passes away at age 75 in the same house he grew up in. And he passes uh, from diabetes and malaria. His family goes on to live in the house for the next 90 years. If you find yourself out that way in South Carolina, you can check out the house. It is a National Historic Landmark today. That's right. And I think we can close with a, with a really great quote from um, Robert Smalls. He obviously witnessed the full gamut of slavery, segregation, uh, emancipation, and everything that went along with it, and the very slow process of, obviously, that we're still dealing with today uh, of, you know, truly seeing African Americans as equals and having them be treated that way across the board. I think we've come a long way, but sometimes it feels like two steps forward, three steps back. Um, but this is what he had to say uh, regarding, you know, Jim Crow laws and all, and, and just literally the trajectory that I'm kind of describing. Um, he had this to say. My race needs no special defense for the past history of them in this country. It proves them to be the equal of any people anywhere. All they need is an equal chance in the battle of life. 
So we wanted to share some more parts of uh, Robert Small's story and things related to this. Uh, and we we are getting a lot of this information with the help of our fantastic research associate, Gabe. So Gabe, if you're listening, shout out to you, dude, as always. It turns out that you may not have to travel to South Carolina to see this house because Amazon is adapting Robert Small's story into a movie, which I think is long overdue. I've been familiar with the story in the past. And my first question was like, why? Why is this not already like 10 different films? Totally. I mean, we, we, we've used the term cinematic throughout this uh, telling, and I think it's it's absolutely uh, perfect for that. Uh, the film is called Steal Away. And the filmmaker's name is Charles Burnett, who is attached to direct with uh, Kati Chubb and George Plamondon uh, as producers. This is from an article from Deadline. And then we have Malcolm M. Mays, who I'm not super familiar with, uh, young young actor, looks to be. Um, and he was in a film called Snowfall. Um, he's also a filmmaker. He's, he's directed some things. He is writing the script uh, with T.I. attached along with John Ortiz. Um, no specifics are, uh, are, are have been given yet about who's going to play who. Yep, we're, we're a little bit ahead of the curve here, huh? Uh, you can also see a memorial to Robert Smalls at the Waterfront Park in Charleston. Don't miss that. And this is just one example of the stories that you may not have learned in high school about this period in history. And these stories are important and they do matter in the modern day. We would love to hear other stories like this that you may know from you know your own family history or from your neck of the global woods these sorts of inspirational heists and escapes. Uh, thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in to this two-parter episode. Uh, side note, peek behind the curtain. Uh, Noel, Max, and I decided that uh, we would do our own heist for Heist Week, so we've stolen another week in our Heist Week. So now we've got, like, it's it's just heist time. It's Heist it's Fortnite. Like, Heist fortnight, heist season. Uh, so we can't wait for you to tune in to learn about another heist related to Australia. Those are all the spoilers we'll give you. Uh, but as we're thanking people, of course, big, big thanks to Casey Pegram. Big, big thanks to Max Williams. Uh, and big, big thanks to Alex Williams, who composed this track. As This is a spoiler alert. Noel, were we talking about having Alex on the show? Yeah, we are. Uh, we are definitely going to do that around a really cool historical episode of Ephemeral that is already available. So why not check it out now? Max, tell us a little bit about the episode so people can listen to it in advance of Alex's uh, appearance. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a super exciting episode that we have. It is called 37 Days of Peril. It is based off of the writings of this guy named Truman Everts. And it's actually, it's a pretty cool story. It's about his real life experience of pretty much getting lost in the middle of Montana and Wyoming. So it takes place like 1870. And unfortunately he gets separated from not just his party, but then loses. Yeah, actually, you know, I'm going to cut off there because you all should go and listen to this, but you know, just a harrowing tale of perseverance and, you know, getting through the odds when you shouldn't. Um, amazing sound design by Alex Williams. Just Sounds absolutely amazing. For fans of this podcast, you may you know hear a familiar voice, which is a uh, pretty good, pretty funny, uh, rather enjoyable. 
And all in all, I just think it's an amazing listen. And uh, obviously, we'll talk about that some more here, you know, hopefully in the near future. But yeah, go check that out. Once again, it is ephemeral. The episode is 37 Days of Peril. And while you're there, you know, might as well check out the rest of our content. We have all of seasons one and two out now, and we're releasing a new episode every other week. Check it out. Ephemeral, the podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, in the meantime, huge thanks to you, Max. Uh, huge thanks to uh, Alex, who composed our theme. Ben, thank you as well for uh, uh, going on this uh, adventure with us. Hey, back at you, Noel. Thank you, as always. And, of course, better way to end. Uh, big thanks to our nemesis, Jonathan Strickland, for not showing up. Yep, but I think we're due for, for a show up, for a drop-in. Yeah, um, we're due. And once again, thanks to Gabe Luzier for uh, finding all these amazing sources. Uh, and thanks to all the, you know, originators of all these amazing sources. PBS, Mental Floss, HistoryDaily.org, Battlefields.org, Smithsonian Mag, and NPS.gov. And once more, uh, to learn more about this and dive deeper into the story of Robert Smalls, be sure to check out Be Free or Die, the amazing story of Robert Smalls' escape from slavery to Union Hero. We'll see you next time, folks. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive, with no children and no casinos. Discover more at Viking.com.